Next, I'd like to introduce. Throw your hands in the air if you're a true player. What can I say about my brother Daniel that hasn't already been said dozens of times in police reports? That boy is good. Good and terrible. You hold your breath when Shaquille O'Neal comes careening into your lap. He's going to get a little special greeting to Daniel Baldwin right here. Davis brothers should have a boxing match against the Baldwin brothers. Really? We'll take them out in the first round. Who would you take on? Youngest, medium, old. On all three of them, actually. Now that I really think, yeah, I wouldn't need any help. I think you two dudes are going to become real homies. Where do we find these guys? Oh, man, I hate those guys. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Welcome to the big show. I'm here with you live. It's Double D D B, mm. and <laughs> I was trying to figure that out. Double D D B. Yeah. Yeah, that's right, baby. <laughs> Double D D B. I'm coming up with anything right now. From Furious, I'm crazy. Mm. What do you got, Larry? Larry. Larry's got nothing. Okay, got nothing. thank got you. Nothing. And now we're over to Joshy Josh. We are live on Facebook, of course. Facebook.com slash ESPN Syracuse. We can get, of course, get your texts. 315-288-0644. And, of course, the phones are always open for ESPN 44. Daniel Baldwin Show, as always, brought to you by Liverpool Pool and Spa. Busy show today. We've got Jerry McNamara, your assistant coach of the Syracuse men's basketball team, calling in in about 10, 15 minutes. And then a mystery guest, whom I know nothing of. Yes, of course. Well, we're going to move up the mystery guest because uh, we're not on tomorrow. Tomorrow, no show tomorrow. No, no show tomorrow, so we're going to move up the mystery guest. You know, I'm looking around. We've got this Colgate game coming up. Not a lot happening in Syracuse sports, but the sports world continues to go. So I want to introduce to you a couple of the unusual sports that are taking place right now around the globe. Mm. Did you know about dwarf throwing and or midget tossing? I've heard of it. I'm familiar with it. I think it's throwing. banned by now, right? No, oh no, it is not. Still it good. is indeed still alive in Australia, my friends, and ah. the competition is coming up. Dwarf throwing had a short, though popular history in the northern Australia. As far as we know, it was stopped following complaints uh, from some of the sections of society. I wonder why. Where? Apparently, the dwarfs did not mind at all. The competition required the dwarf to be placed on a harness for ease of throwing and a soft landing place was erected. If it's a ca- if it's a consensual dwarf tossing, then why are we outlawing it? You know what? I, I mean, the Australians are on the cutting edge on mm-hmm. these things, and uh, I, I think that there's probably illegal dwarf throwing still going on there. There are some d- definite, you know, uh, lamb farms. Or there's maybe just a dwarf walking down an Australian street, and somebody grabs him and hey, 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 and he's chucked. So I pulled up two different competitions that I thought you and I could compete in. I love it. Okay, this is the one I think I could win, which is the hairy back competition. Do you have more hair on your back than you do on your head? Does it look like you're wearing a sweater? Even when you have your shirt off, well, this competition is for you. The hairiest back competitors are becoming more popular at halftime on major sporting events. For instance, at the Palace in Auburn Hills, they held a recent competition for hairy backs. Daniel, I will say something. I do not have a hairy back. I said that that there were certain things that were set up for you and set up for me. Now, I will tell you a story that one of the worst moments of my life, we were lifeguards at Tobey Beach on Long Island, my brother Billy and I. And uh, we had the the new to the business Budweiser girls were coming down 
doing some type of uh, promotional thing that they were doing. And these were smoking hot girls. Yeah. I mean, they were, they were really, really good looking in little bikinis. And they're running around. And there's big screen Billy Baldwin sitting <laughs> up in the tower with, you know, a couple of the boys pretending like they're really doing anything. Mm-hmm. They're tan, svelte bodies. And I come running by, and Billy goes, Dano, Dano. And I come over, and as I walk up, here's these four little beautiful chickens sitting there with Billy. And Billy goes, hey, buddy, no sweaters on the beach. <laughs> and calls me out for the hairy back right in front of all of them and shoots me down. Really? You're hairy on the back? Oh, I'm not, oh, you're going to expose it? I'm hairy on the back. Show the camera right there. That's a Facebook Live exclusive. Oh, 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 <laughs> right there. Right there. I have to wait till I have a little more winter weed on do you, uh Do you ever buzz it down, wax it? Well, yeah, right now right now I'm waxed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm waxed. Robin waxes. <laughs> <laughs> then, yeah, you got me on that one. She does. She waxes. But me. I have no, no hair on my head, and you have that. So. No, but, but, I, but I pulled up competition that you're ready for. Okay. I pulled up some competition you're ready for. Let me get it out. Is it the national getting super hot chicks competition? Because that's me. That's there. That's there. That's me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, they're, I think that there's a uh, a special Olympics for that category. Oh, how dare you! This is the Hemp Olympics. Ah, uh-huh, yeah. The Hemp Olympics, Nimbin in the north coast of North South South Wales, Australia, has a competition for marijuana grown in the region, which attracts lots of old hippies. At the Hemp Olympics are held here as part of the annual Mardi Gras Festival. Events include joint rolling, bong throwing, and for more physically minded, a grower's iron person competition, which requires participants to crawl through lantana tunnels dragging large bags of fertilizer. <laughs> Listen, well, you got to do what you got to do, Larry. You know what I'm talking about. If you want the Olympic hemp title, you've mm-hmm. got to be willing to take one for the team. Obviously. You're a guy who has seen some things in his days. What's the most amount of weed you've ever walked in to like a party and just seen? Oh, uh, the most amount of weed. I would not say that's as impressive as the most amount of cocaine. I, I was going to ask you that, but I figured you know it's a family-friendly show. But go ahead. Yes, cocaine. Most of the most I amount. I had a friend who we were at a party at a very famous singer's home, and he had you know Wilfredo, this dude, whatever his name was, and he said, "Yeah, man, I got to get out of here, man. I got to go down to my friends." make this little run and then we can go we're all going to Vegas we decided decided the best thing to do on Saturday night at 3 in the morning was leave for Vegas (laughs) so naturally we weren't going to sleep anytime soon so uh, we get in the car with this guy and we went to a uh, one of those 24 hour storage facilities Mm -hmm. and so we're pulling into this and there's a van outside the guy flashes lights and I'm like you know I don't like the feeling of this and we pulled into one of those 30 foot long 10 foot high 10 foot wide things and the entire thing was filled with bricks of cocaine. Oh my god! And it was like it was like millions and millions and millions of dollars, like of Escobar well, style. Yeah, this was Escobar stuff. This yeah. was you know, and he and he took out what looked like like a loaf of bread out mm-hmm. of a box that had paper wrapped over it and everything. And the guy did this just like out of a movie, stabbed it with a knife and cut open the top, and then dipped the knife in it in a big chunk of white powder. Can you imagine? Put it on his mouth and he nodded his head. And I'm in the car watching all of it, but the lights are on the are on the, the opening of it, and I thought, well, it's, oh, they're all marked the same thing, and it was, you know, six feet high, the entire depth of the of the mm-hmm. storage thing. So I don't know how many kilos Did you, like, at or, that moment go, is this where I die? Like, is it, did you think something's going to go down? Like, no, it, it, there was no, you know, like, lots of guys, you know, like you'd see with arms. I mean, there was the one guy that drove him, which I'm sure he was armed. Um, uh, but, but more importantly, my mind went to, hey, can I remember how to get to you? There was, there, <laughs> yeah, was okay. a, there was a single padlock on that thing. I was going to, you know, halfway to Vegas, go, hey, can I go to the bathroom and then go right back to that oh, store? Yeah, but you, you, take like, a, you take a brick of that, you're dead. Someone's going to behead you, I'm sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, 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 that would But that was, a, that was a, a massive amount of cocaine. Have you ever gone into one of those parties where it's just like a table full of it? 
Oh yeah, yeah. Back in the day, um, when when I, I used to go to the China Club, mm-hmm. and they had like a VIP that they they actually walled the VIP with with uh, uh, security guys looking outward over the like the veranda. Yeah. So you could block what was going, on, but you could kind of see in between. And if you were a celebrity who wanted to be seen by the, the by the cute girls, you'd stand up, you know, and smoke a cigarette over, so people go, oh. oh it's it's so and so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you'd send the security out. Yeah, let her up. Let her. You just point that. Let her up. Let her and her friends up. But on those tables would be you know big ashtrays full of whatever it was your. Wow. You did it right on the table in the club. You didn't have to go anywhere. You didn't have to do anything. You know who was going to say anything? You're t- I mean, that's a Thursday night for Larry. You kidding me? That's oh yeah, nothing. that's very true. That's nothing for yeah. him. Larry's one of the honeys I called up once. Did he? Oh, very he nice. looks so familiar. He, to d- me. <laughs> he does. <laughs> He does look very familiar. Very nice. So yeah, I don't know about the uh, much about the weed competition, but I, what you've said, did the DEA ever like say, "Hey, Daniel, you, you know what's going on over here"? No, I, I've never been involved in any. I, I mean, I've had you know friends. Would, logically, when you call the number and the person's no longer available for five months, you know, <laughs> when you used to talk uh-huh. to him three times a day, for he a went year, away. <laughs> yeah, you're like, okay, he's probably on vacation right now. Yeah, to live vacation. <laughs> Uh, I was. Uh, I remember another time too. I uh, these guys walked in. I was in a in a house, a pretty nice house. But the guy was definitely a dealer. And and these these couple of cats came in a couple of times during the day. I was there for the whole weekend. And then one day the guy walked in. He kind of stormed and a little more aggressive. And I heard some loud. And then I just heard <laughs> like really loud gunshots. And and it was in the back of the house. And no one came out. No one came out. And I went, Do I go back there? Do I? Which, I was sitting alone in the living room of this house. Finally, I went, you know, I mean, I think I'm out of here, and I left. I just left, but I, I heard the shots go off. You are not an anxious man, are you? You're pretty relaxed. Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty kicked back. Because I'm extremely anxious all the time, and all the things you're describing, just you even describing them makes me very, very anxious. Yeah, I look at it this way. There, you know, there's certain things that, you know, it's a serenity prayer. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, <laughs> the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if it's my kid about to get kidnapped in some peril, yeah, you're going to dive in front of the bus. You're going to other things. I'm in my car leaving. <laughs> you know, you know? What are you going to do about it? If, a, I, if I pull in, if I was in somebody's car and they pulled into a storage unit, with millions of dollars of cocaine. I was fascinated by I, 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 That's the ability that you have that I don't. You can remove yourself and go, you know what? This is a movie right now. I'm not living this. Well, well, but, 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 but remember something. So it wasn't like I was in the car and we got in the car. I said, hey, man, I'm about to take you into a private Oh, right, 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 right. And where I had a choice to say, hey, drop me off down here. Because I would have said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. said, I want nothing to do with that. Sure. But once we're in the car, we're talking, and we're, you know, and, and next thing you know, we're in through the gate. And I'm looking around me going, where are we going? You know, and, and, and then the other car's behind us, and I go, uh-oh. You know, but you don't get up and run. You know, I just sat in the car. You know, I was. Th- what I'm saying is, once you're there, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do about it? Nothing. There's so nothing just keep you your do. mouth shut, you know, make like you can't see from far away. Oh, this, you know? I don't know what's going on. You yeah, must be getting oh, some old throw rugs wow, or something out of the- got, You guys must sell talcum powder. <laughs> Wow, very successful talco oh. powder salesman. Look at all the money he's paying for that one brick of talco powder. Well, that looks like a valise full of cash. He must be a very moist man to have he all that talco powder. I'll tell you what, he has an allergic reaction to normal deodorant. <laughs> wow, he's very... He must have shaved all the hair off his back recently. He's very damn... How often do you have to shave your back? I, I, I go with the with the the nair or the veet. You do? I do. It's lovely. How long does it last you? A month or two? You know, it takes it out by the root. Yeah. I used to, in the beginning, I told Robin, you know, you're going to appreciate the fact that I have a hairy back. You're going to want something to grab onto to hold on for the long. <laughs> like I a to, stallion. I used to tell her that. I used to tell her that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
You know, before the saddles, you just grab the mane. Yeah, you do. Of course. I mean, I don't know why I'm sounding so excited <laughs> about that. <isn't> it? <laughs> Larry, you got a hairy back? Yes. Yes, he does. I'm Larry! Not I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Yes. He does. <laughs> Ladies love looking at the that. The VHP Association. <laughs> Very hairy back. Yeah. Larry's remember the VHP. Little v- VO5 hot oil in the back there, there, uh, Larry. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yes, Larry. <laughs> Condition it. <laughs> Make it nice and braid it. <laughs> braid, braid it. it. <laughs> They can comb me out can you like it's a tea party. Hair? Can you braid it? You can't braid it? Oh, you're not really a member of the army. Yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't know. He's not. Are we coming back with Mac? We got Mac coming up in a minute or two. You want to uh, throw the spots and come talk to G-Mac? I think we come back to talk to Mac. Because obviously, uh, not only are they playing Colgate this weekend, which is, mm, it's Colgate. What is that, really? Uh, I don't know. He's going to try to talk us up and tell us how important a game He's probably going to tell us that. Let's not look past this one. But also, they know they've got Georgetown coming. they got Georgetown coming, and but also his uh, <clears throat> former... I guess uh, one of the guys he looked up to, one of his protégés, or no, he'd be the protégé. Anyways. Washington. Washington yeah. won over Kansas last I night, know. so we'll ask him uh, about that Hop and that. That's got to hurt a little bit, though. Come on. It's hop sting. gets it done. You don't get it done. You don't get it done. Hmm. Well, hmm. we'll ask the tough questions to your assistant coach of the Syracuse men's basketball team, Jerry McNamara, coming up next here on the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio Syracuse. The Syracuse Crunch make their first visit to Binghamton to take on the Binghamton Devils this Friday. Join us for a countdown at crunch time at 6.45 and then the puck drop at 7 o'clock on ESPN Radio. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio Syracuse and joining us as he does every week, brought to you by Burdick BMW and Drivers Village, Jerry McNamara. Jerry, what's happening? Not much. Just recouping, recuperating from that five-day trip. So good to be home. Come home for the snow. Come home for the oh, snow. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm waiting on it. I want that no, another big storm, make it nice and white for the holidays. Oh, I'd love to see that, man. How about those Huskies? Not a bad trip for Mr. Hopkins, huh? Nice. Not a- uh, you, you know, you would think that coming out of the, the legendary zone defense that he learned here under the tutelage of Coach Beheim, that Kansas, who had already seen that against Syracuse and, and seemed to react well. I mean, it didn't break them down as badly as we've done other teams that it confuses them with. Uh, he just uh, he squashed on camp. Yeah, you know, uh, you know I think it kind of worked both ways, really. I mean, you know, I think it was somewhat of an advantage for Kansas uh, after playing us to have just gone against it. But I also look at the other side of it, too, where Hop had a chance to see how they attacked it. Um you know they've they've done such a great job this year, Kansas, and, and we talked about it last week. How different they've been from their past teams. You know, forty two percent of their offense was coming from the three point line. I think I think the one thing that Washington did a really good job of was they just stayed glued to the perimeter, especially in the second half. If you watch them, uh, which I did, I watched the second half last night, uh, rooting for our guy. But um, you know they did such a great job of, of targeting shooters, and they figured, all right, well. If you're going to get the ball to Vic in the high post or drop it down to Azubuki in the short corner, we'll live with giving up twos, uh, you know, compared to your threes. And, uh, you know, Vic did a great job. He really did. And then there were stretches where he missed one. You know, the one thing that remained consistent uh, was Washington continued to play inside out offensively. You know, the kid Dickerson's a load. And uh, the one thing that Kansas being so different than they've been in the past is they don't have that second uh, you know, if it wasn't as a bouquet guard in the post player, they've doubled the post all year. And, you know, there was a possession where they got it in the post and threw it back out and swung it for a wide open shot on the weak side. And that's how they kept attacking. And, 
Uh, their guards did a really good job. I thought Crisp, uh, David Crisp, for them, the left-handed kid shooter, uh, controlled the game beautifully. Uh, the Jalen Noel, their their freshman guard, is a terrific, you know, going to be a big-time player, a terrific scorer. Um, you know, the perfect game plan. They executed defensively really well. Um, you know, they eliminated Dev- Devontae Graham was the difference. You know, we did a good job uh, in, in our game of, of eliminating guys like Mikhailu, who have, has had such a terrific season. Uh, but the one thing that consistently hurt us was that deep top-of-the-key shot. Uh, and and I, I spoke to Hop briefly, um, I believe Sunday, and we talked a little bit about our game and you know what they were going to do. And one of the things that we both kind of agreed upon was you're going to have to extend the zone a little bit and match up. And uh, really, really happy for him, really proud of, of, of his team. And, uh, you know, the, the, the last team I thought that they played against that was as lethal from the perimeter as – uh, Kansas was Virginia Tech where they got squashed down in the city uh, you know for his group to recuperate and play a team like Kansas on the road in Kansas City uh, and get that win really happy for him really you know really really big time performance on both ends of the court well Mac so when I look at a team that essentially plays the same defense pretty much I mean out of the same system in Washington and becoming victorious over Kansas and, and then I look back at, at our game, um, and, and I think the major difference then becomes the fact that, is, is it that Washington didn't have to rush for the rebounding as much as we do? I mean, we have been doing a great job rebounding, re, rebounding collectively as a unit, you know, and that's pretty much how we're going to have to do it if we want to dominate the boards. We don't have that one big giant presence that's just going to eat up, you know, rebounds left and right. So um, is it because we're leaving that second shot open after the first one goes up? Or what was the difference then if you had to pick out why they accelerated with the same defense as us? Well, I think the, 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 two, biggest key, the two biggest differences, I thought, in the, in, in the games were you know, simple. In the first half, you know, we had an opportunity, I thought, to seize control of the game. Um, and, and the reason for that was because our defense was so good. Um, and we didn't, you know, we didn't execute and play well enough offensively to seize control. And, and then, you know, the second thing was Devonte Graham. You know, Devonte Graham was the difference. We did an unbelievable job on everybody else. Uh, Newman was an offer. Uh, Vic was a threat from the inside, which we knew. He had a couple threes, but and then he got a couple cheapies off our press. But you know, the biggest the biggest thing for me was we didn't seize control of the game offensively when we had an opportunity to. And then. You know, you know, we were never, you know, we never took away Graham's rhythm from the top of the key. Uh, he got comfortable, and when you get a player of his caliber comfortable, you know, you, you play at a different pace, and it, it stretched his range out. You know, he he stretched our zone out, and and he got opportunities from the top of the key, which weren't allowed in their game. So, you know, the difference is when you take a, a guy's rhythm away. Um, you know, you, you look at last night, he, I mean, he didn't even hit his free throws. I think he was like 8 for 8 against us. He missed both of his free throws at the end of the game. You know, it was because he just had no rhythm. Uh, you know, and he was allowed to get a rhythm. You know, he, he had a couple deep ones early and he felt good. You know, you missed those two and, you know, maybe maybe the game goes differently. So, But we were terrific in, the, in, a, in, in multiple stretches of that game defensively. If it weren't for the first half and the start of the second half, the, the, I thought the last six minutes of the first half and the first minute and a half, two minutes of the second half decided the game. Um, and, and I don't think it was necessarily what our defense did. I think a big part of it, in the second half, the first two minutes, we had some letdowns, but 
you know, I thought for the most part that first half stretch offensively was the one that got us. Coming up next is Colgate, Mac. I mean, this is like taking your sister to the prom, you know what I mean? <laughs> What's up with that guy? Well, you know, it's it's funny that they're coming off, you know, three straight losses, um, you know, but, but you can't, you know, it's funny, especially with the way we play, you can't look at a team like this and, and you know, look past them uh, for this simple reason. I mean, you look at what we've done from the perimeter this year, you know, which is from the three-point line especially has been pretty, you know, to put it politely, abysmal. <laughs> shooting 27% from the three. You look at these guys and they're shooting 40% from the three. You know, we have 40 total three-point makes. These guys have 90 in the same same amount of games. They have 50 more threes than us in eight games. Um, you know, so when you have players like Will Raymond who's shooting 60% from the three-point line, it's very similar to, to a Kansas game where you have guys on the perimeter. I think the one thing we've done against Colgate in the past is we've sped them up a little bit forced them outside of their comfort zone. So, you know, going into a game like this and you're just coming off a game at the Garden with great energy and great intensity and you're playing a team that, you know, you handled relatively easily last year uh, that is coming off three losses, you know, it's easy. It's easy to let your guard down. I think it's our it's our job as a staff uh, to get these guys prepared. And, and, and it's like we're going into a Kansas or Connecticut game and uh, understand that these guys are, are better from the perimeter than the teams that we just played. And, you know, probably up to par with Kansas and uh, certainly better than Connecticut from the outside. So uh, we have to be active, use our length, run guys off the spot and, and, and target one or two of these guys and not let them get comfortable. On the phone with assistant coach of the Syracuse men's basketball team, Jerry McNamara. You know, I, I've been in the fight game, um, one of my partners that I do a lot of business with, we have several fighters, world champions, that have excelled to the top of their game. And to me, this is very much like the fight before. We know we're in line now to get a title fight. We know we're in line to get a good fight. So we want to find an opponent that for sure is going to give us a few rounds and we're going to knock his head off. You know, we're going to yeah. get the kid to feel really good about himself. Is this that fight before Georgetown? Um, you know, again, I, I just don't think you could go that far, you know, just because... You know, we've learned from... Mac, between you and me, no one's listening. It's my show. <laughs> no one listens to it. Just tell me. You know, it's funny. We don't. It's just the way we, you know, the the way we kind of do things, the way coaches has always done things is we don't, you know, we don't look ahead. It's funny. I don't even look ahead in scouts. You know, I took, um, I took on Kansas full head steam, tried to learn everything we could about them. Um and then, you know, it was as soon as that game was over, it was Connecticut, and, and you're on, you know, and then I'm looking at Colgate because that's my next scout. So, uh, you know, we just don't. You know, we feel like it creates, a, you, know, a, you know, a certain mentality with our guys that we, we don't want. You know, we want guys taking one game at a time, even like a, a performance like Frank Howard. You know, you, you want that performance to be a singular performance. You know, that one's over. Let's go to the next one and focus solely on that. So, you know, I, I know the Georgetown game is a big game for us. It's on the road and uh, all that. But um, Colgate, you know, again, with the way they play on the perimeter, they, they, they uh, you know, they give us a, a problem in itself. So we're, we're just going to focus on them for the time being. Are you focused on them? I'm going to focus on this statement and close with this. So I brought up, I'm going down to that damn practice facility and I'm going to be able to tell my brothers that I shot with the great Jerry McNamara. You know what Josh chimed in and said? I'll shoot what you. you told us he's going to shoot you and me down. I'll take it. I'll he's bring gonna, it right now. He's going to shoot us both down. <laughs> Game of horse. I'm. Uh, I'm right, now, I, I. You know. You know. I've never been a silver medalist before. You know. I never shot for the silver. Just not in my vernacular. <laughs> but I'm going to promise you this: 
This is a bronze medal partner I got right here in this competition. <laughs> this guy gets to get on the podium only because there's only three guys in the competition. That's right. right but he well, says he's gold. It, he it, says he's it, gold, it, Mac. If we're talking about, you know, what, what, how this, in the order that this is going to go with, you know, gold, silver, and bronze, I might as well be a Russian Olympian at this point from the last few Olympics because <laughs> I must be on steroids or some sort of juice <laughs> in this competition. <laughs> Mac. Wow, you heard it from the Mac. You heard it from. <laughs> He's nothing but at the top of the podium. Isn't Jerry, he? thank you so much Thanks, for the Jerry. time. Best of luck against Colgate this weekend, brother. Yeah, brother Thanks, go get guys. It. Have a great weekend. Right, God bless you. you. We talked to Jerry McNamara every week right here on ESPN Radio, presented by Drivers Village and Burdick BMW. We will reset, come back, and I will try to guess the mystery guest here on the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio, Syracuse. This is ESPN Radio. 97.7 FM, Syracuse. And 100.1 FM, Oswego. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. And now, and we're back. Still waiting for the mystery guest to call in. Uh, and, uh, well, I don't know what he's doing, so... We'll have to see. So if he I calls know it. it's a he. That's, All right, very hint. good. There's hint. Yeah. Ooh, the detective work. The antenna we go. is long and large between mm. you and Larry, isn't it? <laughs> Both heads are shining. Mm. Thank you. Yes. Uh, okay. Well, I'm going to move on to okay. um, some more interesting things in sports. Have you heard of the Carroll Academy? The Carroll Academy. No. C A R R O L. The Carroll Academy basketball game. Their basketball team snapped a 312-game losing streak. They had a 300. Wow. No, but, but listen to some of the statistics in this game. So they, they've been a team since 2005 mm-hmm. and obviously have not won a single game no. since the inception of the team. But they, they, they finally, the Lady Jags beat Immaculate Conception 29-27 to in double overtime. Oh my God! So it took two overtimes, and they still didn't reach thirty <laughs> points. So <laughs> by one basket, they, they, they won. Did, they did. They won the game. And so the coach did an interview afterwards, and he said, "You know, at, at, at I think they scored one basket mm-hmm. in, the, in the final overtime, but at the end of regulation, it was you know nineteen nineteen or whatever, and and the, and the kids were so upset that they hadn't won the game." Because it was the closest they've ever been in the game. <laughs> so they're going into overtime. Needless to say, this team has never been down the overtime path before, right. I'm sure. What, what, uh, was the, what was their streak? 300 what? How many games? 312 consecutive losses. How do you get up in the morning and go, all right, let's lose another one? Like, I mean, Larry does it every day, but how do you just get up and say, <laughs> Larry, <"All> right, <laughs> Larry, Larry climbs into bed and says, let's lose another <laughs> let's one. Let's lose another hey, one. Yeah. I mean, how do you get up? <laughs> how do you even play the other team? If you're like, we haven't won 300 and blah, blah, blah. 312 games. So 2005, it's a 12-year run. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 12 years, if they played 10 games, so this team's playing like 30 games a year. I mean, <laughs> yeah. They're like 0 like, oh, and 30 every year. Every year. Wow. And man. nobody at the school's like, well, why don't we just shut the program down? Let's put this money towards something else. No, let's keep let's keep the Lady Jags out there. Let's get, let's get let's some get new the, computers. I, I say they screwed it up. They should have gone for the five. What's the all-time longest? I mean, maybe they blew it. That's a good maybe call. They blew, maybe they blew it. Maybe they could have been the worst team in the history ever of high school basketball. Uh, and, and, you know, and at 342, <laughs> I mean, they were well on their way. You know? That's and a I, terrible. It's like the Eli Manning streak. Do you as a coach be like, and listen, I know it's been 312 losses, but today, today's definitely, we're definitely going to win at this one. 
Yeah, like what, you, what's I, the ups, what's the speech in the locker room before every game? I think you could hire Eeyore to be the coach of the team. <laughs> no, yeah. you know. Don't worry about it. No, it's not like it's equated with whether we love you or not. Just do your best. Yeah, yeah. yeah Just don't get... crap yourself on the court and everybody wins. <laughs> <laughs> don't crap yourself on the court. I mean, yeah, I guess that's the best way to look at it as long as you don't mess your pants on the middle of a... <sighs> do people even attend those games? Like, is there a pep rally for the team that's lost 312 games in a row? Where we go all down to the gym and we say, all right, well, this is our year, I guess. I don't know. Does anybody think this is our... No, it's definitely not our year. 312, that's a mighty number, man. Mighty number! Mighty number. So the first win in the history of the program. Yeah, what do you do now? No, what, yeah, what do you do? What do you're you do? on a one-game winning around, streak. Do you walk around as one of the girls in that team really cocky? You're like, damn right. Like, yeah, baby, yeah! Bet you I won. Yeah, that's right. You know who this is? That's right. Suck it, Immaculate Conception. We are number 14. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know who you're messing with. That's right. I see. Now they can finally say anything can happen. Anything can team. happen. There anything it is, can happen. There it is. I'm impressed. LeBron James has purchased a $23 million mansion in Los Angeles, eight bedrooms, 11 bathrooms, with an indoor-outdoor gym and basketball court. It's supposed to be a palatial palace. And this, again, when I when I Nostradanialed on another sports show before I got mm-hmm. here, that I felt that once LeBron had delivered the title uh, to Cleveland, he would go to New York or L.A., uh, you know, so 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 look at what these guys have. You know, you're looking at back pain medication for Shaquille O'Neal, one of the greatest centers to ever play the game. You know, there, there's there's only a certain amount of spots that you can do. I, I was texting with Mark Jackson last night, uh, and and I said to him, um, "What's going on?" He was calling a game uh, um, out on the West Coast, um, and he'll 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 text me from the sidelines while cool. he's doing. It. He's great. Nice. Um, and so, you know who Mark is? Uh, not a clue. Wow. Not a clue. <laughs> no, I no, I I'm gonna, I mean, I'm going to say, I'm polite. It's a Daniel Baldwin show. I'm going to say, of course, I know. Mark Jackson, is. prolific guard for the New York Knicks, was Patrick he, Ewing. Was he in the Jackson Five at any point? He or? wasn't. He, he, and nor was he Action Jackson. Oh, Although right. that's what we called him in the I'm basketball. I'm sure he's a fantastic guy. I don't know. <laughs> How does this happen? How does this happen? I'm talking about one of the most legendary players in New York Knicks history. Yeah, and I'm sure he's fantastic, Mark Daniel. Jackson. But, you know... <laughs> And no, 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 Not, no idea. St. John's, you know, played against Syracuse. Mark Jackson. Sounds like bigger than bread box. <laughs> uh, so anyway, okay. So, so and I, I, I predicted that for a lot of these guys, you know, they have a window of opportunity to cash in outside of basketball. Yeah. So we're talking about endorsements, usually shoe deals, um, that kind of thing. So for this guy... Uh, um, LeBron James, uh, I feel that uh, a move to one of the major markets in the twilight of his career is the move. This is a prelude, I believe, to that move to Los Angeles. You're hearing it here. The great one is telling you LeBron goes to the Lakers. But the mystery caller is called Mystery in. caller is here. Chime him in. Very nice. All on, right. Is he on the line, Joe? Mystery caller. Mystery caller. It is Daniel Baldwin. Are you there? Yes, this is uh, my name is Sven. Ooh. You don't tell him your name. Don't tell him your name, Sven. Don't tell him your name because he may not know the, your 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 magnetic abilities. All right. Okay. Uh, so here's Josh going to ask Sven the codename Sven. I have more magnetic abilities than the, the the big man you were just speaking of, LeBron. 
He has more magnetic abilities than LeBron, he says. Ask away, Josh. Are you an actor? Sven has passed away. I'm sorry to hear that. Sven, <laughs> are you? Sven? <laughs> if, if all of this world is a stage, then of course we all are actors, yes. <laughs> Sven, have you starred in a major motion picture? Yes, I'm huge in Germany. Oh, all right. <laughs> Germany. <laughs> Clearly, quite the delay between here and Germany on the yeah, phone. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, Sven, do you? <laughs> are you related to Daniel Baldwin? Oh. Well, they say things through the DNA allow us all to be connected. What? Is this one of your brothers? Is, am I going to guess Steven? Is this Steven? You saw that I texted Steven. I swear to God, I did not. Well, you mentioned a text that you had received. Ladies and gentlemen, Josh breaks his virginity wow. and identifies Stephen Baldwin wow. as a celebrity guest. Steve, Stevie? Are you there, Stevie? I'm here. Sven is here. Sven is always here. <laughs> Sven is near. Sven is near and always here. I just, I, I just told the boys how I... Um, uh, we we won't say what it is, but my re remote control texts you. So so when <laughs> that's I told, how I knew. That's how he knew. He had you subconsciously on his mind. It's terrible. I should never wow. have said that. Should never have said that. Yeah. So you 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 I fell into you. I you you handed it to me, Daniel. I did. I did. I handed it over. Yeah. He's never gotten the celebrity guest before, Sven. Stevie yeah, B. Dan, Dan Baldwin. Uh, Dan Baldwin, a giant in this industry, so to speak. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I didn't show them the text. <laughs> I don't want to see the text by any means, please. No, oh, I was going to pull it up for you. No, I really do not desire to see that oh, part yeah, of you, Daniel. Yeah, don't, 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 oh, don't, don't. oh no, you'll be a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be a big fan. You'll I forget all about Larry. You know what, Stephen? I will say that you and uh, Daniel uh, share a closeness that me and my brothers do not share. So, sure. Well, yeah. Yeah, you know, we're we're in we're in touch. We're we're uh, it's a we're team effort. Very close. It's a very, team. Very, very, and and I I was a little disappointed. I was about to say as then. I was about to say, and through the DNA, uh, uh, maybe I dated a few of Daniel's ex-girlfriends back in the day. But, oh. you know, but that's it. That was the only clue I was going to give you. Sloppy seconds you are totally it. legal in this family. <laughs> Were there a lot of women that bounced around the Baldwin brothers? Oh, my God. Really? Oh, my God. I had them yelping, oh, Steven, Steven. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. In I'm front sorry, of you're, you're breaking up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so so uh, I haven't described to the boys because it was a uh, um, uh, uh, it was a surprise that it was you. Tell us about this project that you have that's out right now. Uh, well, Dano, as you know, you're talking to the leader of a pilgrimage, uh, and I got this new docu series on the RT network. It's uh, anybody can go to rt.com and go to shows and click right on there, and you'll see the Great American Pilgrimage is a new show I'm hosting. Uh, I'm hosting this show. And uh, it, it, I compare it, Dano, to uh, Jerry Seinfeld has a show where he drives around in one of his fancy cars and he interviews people and he drinks fancy coffee and they're all celebrities, so they're all his fancy friends. The Great American Pilgrimage is Steve Baldwin in an RV with his three dogs driving across the country meeting people and they're... And we're drinking regular coffee and those folks are regular people and it's still really funny. So uh, the first two episodes already aired 
uh, these past couple of Sundays at 7.30 GMT. So you can watch it on RT's cable news network if you get it in your cable package. If not, you can watch it at RT.com. It's, it's a fun show. It's me going across the country asking people, what's America to you? I'm doing it with a lot of comedy, and we're starting a conversation with folks, uh, even the folks who don't disagree with my politics or don't disagree with my religious perspective or whatever it is. It's really a grassroots, down-home, blue-collar, going across the country, meeting folks and having a good time. Uh, Daniel, I, you know, I, I can't tell you enough, brother. Um, you and I come up with some crazy ideas. You're having a lot of success with your radio show because you're bringing it different and you're and you're entertaining people, et cetera, et cetera. Same idea, only with this docu-series. And the response has been over the moon. People well, are really reacting to it very positively. I've read already, looked up some stuff online because I was going to try to catch a few episodes as you advised me where to go. And the reviews on it are stellar. I mean, people are really enjoying themselves watching it. Uh, it's getting much, really, really big numbers, a lot of downloads and a lot of viewership from the United States. Um, so, I mean, I, do we look forward to, because of this amazing response, that you're going to be back in the RV and continuing? Well, it's a pilgrimage, brother. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, I'm having fun with it. Uh, it's, it's, it's by design. I'm calling this, I've come up with a new word, Dan. Oh, we're good at that. I'm calling it journaltainment. Journaltainment is the is is what I've created with this content, and it's comedy, uh, and it's meeting folks, and it's really funny. Uh, so any of my Biodome fans out there, or any of the folks that had fun watching Celebrity Apprentice, tune into this because it's going to be a lot of those same shenanigans and a lot of fun. Wow, what else is happening, Stevie? When are you coming up to see us? Are you coming up for the holidays? You know I'm coming up, as always. Uh, right after Christmas, baby, coming up to hang out and eat some good food and share the love. Yeah, Mom misses you. She wants to see you, buddy. You well, don't guilt me on national radio here, guy. <laughs> Come on, please. Yeah, yeah. Well, we all miss you, Steve. <laughs> yeah, no, you got to come up. You got to come up. You got to come out to the house and, and, and bring... Uh, Bring the girls, bring your lovely wife, Kenya, who we all love and miss. Daniel needs his back waxed, so make sure you yeah. bring uh, the wax. Yeah, I try to explain to him that, <laughs> that the, hairy, the hairy back, that, that, that I caught the dad disease. Remember dad, when dad would walk around with his shirt off, it looked like a tropical rainforest. It <laughs> was growing on his shoulders. Yeah. So, yeah, I got That's, that. Uh, it's like a big, big Brother Alec early in his career. One critic, when Alec took his shirt off in his first movie... You remember this, Daniel. I do. He had so much hair on his chest. One of the critics said, Alec Baldwin's chest hair resembles a raw shock test. <laughs> you know, I, it's I, like, I, I, one of the things I'll never forget, and not identifying that as a, a trademark thing, was when my agent, what was her name? Um, Karan. Her name was Karan Shampoo. And she was this little French girl. And she said, have you seen South Park? And I said to her, no. I said, what do you mean, the show? I go, no, I don't watch the television really very much. And she said, no, the movie, you have to go see South Park. And I said, no, Karan, I don't watch the series, so why would I? She said, listen to me, you have to go see South Park. So, of course, I, I don't go to a lot of movies. And at this time, I was on a primetime television series, so I really wasn't going to go out to a movie theater. 
And uh, so I put the baseball cap and the sunglasses on. I go in and Canada wants to declare war and draw the United States into a war. So they have all the heads of state and the generals in Canada saying we have to hit them where it hurts. We have to lure them into something that undeniably the American people would support a full-on, full-scale nuclear confrontation with Canada. So how do they do that? They decide to bomb the Baldwin Brothers Bel Air complex. So they have me and my brothers, and when they did the South Parkian characterization of us, we're all in speedos with giant hairy chests. <laughs> so, so I'm I'm watching the movie, and there's you know, and there's all of us in lounge chairs, mm. you know, schlongs are swinging, <laughs> and, and 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 these big hairy chests. And I thought, I guess everyone just identifies that we have like these really hairy chests. You're man, you're, man. Not, you're not very hairy chests, even you and Billy, you and Billy alluded this. Yeah, we, we, we alluded the raw shock test. Yeah. Um, and the same South Park story rings true for me, too. I was living in Los Angeles. I was shooting the Flintstones in Viva Rock, Vegas. I was playing Barney Rubble, and I had to rent a house in California during that production. And my next-door neighbor, coincidentally, for, forgive me for the, uh, the, 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 the Sven pun, but this German fella... Who, who lived next door to me in the house I rented, never spoke to me. Every every couple of days, I'd see him come out on the front porch and grab his newspaper, and, and wasn't a very friendly guy, never said hello, this, that. One day, I came out to, to jump in the car and go to work, and, and that, that same German next-door neighbor, all of a sudden, I hear this voice say to me, my condolences. <laughs> I, said, I said, excuse me? The guy never spoke to me before. I said, I'm sorry, what'd you say, sir? He says, my condolences. <laughs> I said, uh, w w what are you talking about? He goes, they blow you up on the South Park. <laughs> Lovely. Awesome. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, the fabulous Stephen Baldwin thank on the you, air Stephen. with us. Steve, thank you for calling in, bro. I love you. Love you guys. Praise Have God. Fun. Praise God. God. Praise God, brother. Go to commercial? Let's no, we're going to close off this. Not, we can do whatever you want to hit one last thing, and then... Uh, it's all over? It's almost over. Wow, it's over. Lindsey Vaughn. Oh, smoke show. Lindsey Vaughn says she will not be representing the U.S. The US president at the winter, winter Olympics. The Olympic skier who is targeting gold this winter for the U.S. in St. Moritz, Switzerland. The 33-year-old Vaughn... In her final act of her illustrious career, Josh, hmm? does anyone care about the Lindsay Vile? I like looking at her, but I don't. Th I did you, why she doesn't want to do something because of the president? I, she's she's, she's going to represent her flag, but she does not represent this president, and she does not, does not, does not, does not. Everything's got to be a had, statement. Yeah, have we ever had a president that got ragged this bad? You know, in every political arena and every. I mean, it's just it's it's. Amazing. I mean, I'm I'm pretty dumb, and I don't remember anybody getting ragged as much as this guy. Not like this guy. Yeah. Right? I mean, I, want, I, mean, I mean, listen, I don't agree with a lot of the things. I don't agree. And I don't agree with a lot of things most politicians do, to tell you the mm. truth. But I just wonder if after he won, if we had tried to figure out some commonality and something that we could focus on together to get some stuff done so it's not just four years of nothing. Everybody's got to say something now, oh, Daniel. Oh, my goodness. It's so terrible. Lindsey Vaughn, who I hope she doesn't get hit by one of those stakes in the heart while she's... Uh, while she's skiing down, and, and that's not because I'm, not because I'm, I'm a, I mean, yeah, yeah, don't miss the gate, sweetie. No, this has to Don't miss the gate, Lindsay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so, uh, listen, let's talk a little hockey. 
Sure, yeah, we got a minute and a half. We got a minute and a half. What do you like? I'm going to be in Utica. I'm going to be at Utica, and I'm going to be dropping the puck for the Carol M. Baldwin Breast Cancer Research Fund of Central New York, my mother's foundation. And I'm dropping the puck, and it's at uh, Utica, the Utica College Pioneers. Oh, the Pioneers game. The Pioneers gotcha. game. Gotcha. That be. makes sense. Now, those guys, that team, um, uh, they do a lot of great work mm-hmm. um, for my mom, and a lot, as do a lot of the... Uh, um, Sporting venues here and from Syracuse, so, but I'm going to be there because I promised I would do it. Uh, also, no, you do know where I'm going to be New Year's, right? No, where are you going New Year's? New Year's, I'm going to be with the great Jason Klug at the Delago Casino Hotel for their big, big party that they're having. Now, I, 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 I can't tell you. I have been to Delago and I've been coming up to casinos around the world, you know, in Vegas primarily, but also in Europe and everything. This Delago Casino Hotel is probably the nicest casino hotel I have been to in many, many years. Wow. I mean, the restaurants there, the service there, the, it, it's clean and there's no smoking. They have, you know, designated areas that you can go to that are enclosed so you don't smell that smoke. The rooms are absolutely unbelievably beautiful i mean it, it, they 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 took every single measure to make your experience at, the, at this place the best it could possibly be i i urge you to come see me come hang with me come chill with me make it this new year's eve at the Del Lago Casino Hotel with the great Jason Kluge. Put it in your calendar right now, folks. Daniel Baldwin, of course. So go see him tomorrow night. Utica Pioneers game in Utica. Of course, thank you, Liverpool Pool and Spa. Proud sponsor here. Liverpool Pool and Spa, baby. Come take a soak with me. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show back Monday morning on ESPN. Afternoon, sorry. ESPN Radio Syracuse.